More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Voices of Sanity in an Insane World. It is the Monday edition of the program, and there is so much to get into during the course of today's show. We'll be joined by Adam Carolla at 2 Eastern, comedian, formerly of The Man Show, Loveline. Many of you love him, really funny dude. He'll join us in the third hour of the program. A bit off some interesting takes on Joe Rogan because he and Joe Rogan have been contemporaries for a long time in the comedy space before Rogan uh, began his podcast talk in the way that he does it. But, fuck, I am so fired up about this. I watched the NFC and the AFC championship games, as I know, you know, probably 50 million of you did as well. This will be the second and the third biggest television audience for anything in all of the country. And NFC Championship game was between the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams. By the way, congratulations, Cincinnati Bengals and the Rams uh, for advancing to the Super Bowl, which will be played in a couple of weeks. I'll be in LA, by the way, all next week, which should be its own interesting story because who knows where I'll be allowed to go and what I'll be allowed to do since I'm unvaccinated. But there were tons of celebrities inside of SoFi Stadium in L.A. And we've got a big audience of people right now listening in L.A. And many of those people listening in L.A. and all over the state of California have probably, because it's a little bit after 9 a.m. on the West Coast, have probably recently dropped their children off at school, put them on the bus. And those kids are being required all over the state of California to wear masks both indoors and outdoors at school. They go outside for recess right now, but they have to have masks on. That's the rule, according to dictator Governor Gavin Newsom. Well, guess who, Buck, was in a high-end suite, SoFi Stadium, posing for pictures, not a mask to be seen, none other than California Governor Gavin Newsom. And in at least one of those pictures, 
He's posting alongside a former L.A. Lakers star, Magic Johnson, who, by the way, has HIV, and you would think would be one of those individuals who would potentially be susceptible to COVID more so than your average person, given his health-related condition. Gavin Newsom is right now forcing all of our California listeners with kids in school that their kids have to have masks on, and he's not willing to wear a mask while he goes to a football game. SoFi Stadium, surrounded by over 70,000 people in California, not wearing it, by the way, and so were. They flashed during the game tons of Hollywood celebrities, the people who have been wagging their finger at you about how you have to respect COVID. They weren't wearing their masks either. Next week in L.A. is going to be the Super Bowl, and I believe it is going to be the Super Bowl of all hypocrisies, Buck, because there are going to be parties galore, and all of the famous people who've been telling you that you have to wear a mask, you have to respect the virus, Guess what? They're not going to be wearing masks for any of these events because they are fraudulent, hypocritical liars. So now we have a place where the left is talking about more openly. The Democrats, the apparatus is talking more openly about off ramps for masking kids in school. Even the New York Times oh, yeah. heard about this recently. And I want to be very clear about this because because what Clay has established here for the I don't know, Clay. Is this the hundredth time, you know, we've been on the show talking about some big either politician or celebrity with some form of COVID hypocrisy? We we know yes. that the lockdowners are just awash in constant COVID hypocrisy. And it's rules for thee, not for me. It's oh, Gavin Newsom signs a mask mandate, as we all recall, for the whole state, and then goes within, I think, twenty four hours oh, to, yeah. the, to the actual fanciest restaurant in many people's minds in america for an indoor dining experience galore i mean just going all out now we're seeing that this is the full-scale propaganda effect after almost two years where it doesn't even matter to them anymore it's just good people bad people and they, and and i say now as a, as a leftist right they would say i say it doesn't matter what the science is telling us right now it's what I'm supposed to say in this moment in time so that I could be part of the good team, the good people, the smart people. And this is going to be all over the place at the Super Bowl. On the, you know this, right? I mean, there's going to be yes. photos. Of, and they always do this thing of, I just took the mask off for the photos. Bull crap, liars. And first of all, the virus doesn't say, oh, oh, cool. The mask is only down for the photos. We don't spread when the mask is down for photos. And as we know, masks don't do anything meaningful anyway. Can I just add to that before I get fact checked? The most recent article I saw in the New York Times, I think it was in the editorial section, to be fair, was that they think masks, cloth masks, maybe reduce about 10% of aerosols. Oh, wow. We've gone from wear a mask and you're safe to maybe a 10% reduction. But, but here's, Clay, what I want to say about the, because as you said, N95s in schools for children, they're talking about off-ramps. We can't let them have the off-ramp they want. Because what the apparatus wants, what the Democrat Party wants is, Oh, we were always based in science, and now we're willing to give children at some indeterminate point in the future the ability to breathe normally back. We have to crush their stupid lies. We have to actually now make them face up to what they've done, to the hypocrisy, but also to the anti-science lunacy, and they have to pay. They have to pay in the midterms, but they have to pay in public as well with the humiliation of their arguments being dissected for the stupid garbage that they actually are.
Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad you're bringing that up because there are going to be a lot of people who say, well, they're finally going to end up where they should have been for much of the past two years. And that's because the political pressure is out there. And this is why I've been saying, Buck, I fully expect come May or June, I fully expect for Joe Biden, maybe he'll save it to July 4th like he tried to do this past year, come out and say we're ending all COVID regulations because we have beaten COVID thanks to all of our leadership and thanks to all the people out there who listened. We have finally managed to uh, make COVID something that we're all able to live with and we have to return to normalcy. That's the pivot he's going to have to make at some point in the summer. He's going to try to declare victory against COVID and that's going to be what he tries to ride into the midterm as I'm Joe Biden. I conquered COVID. I told you that I was going to do it. And we can't allow that to happen because there have to be consequences, Buck, for bad public policy decisions. Otherwise, what's the point of public policy at all? If you say defund the police and the murder rate skyrockets all over the country and we have a 20-year high in police murders and then you quietly increase funding for police and try to argue that you've solved the issue, no, you can't create the failure You can't create the disastrous situation and then take credit when you step back from the edge of the abyss and claim that you solved this issue. Isn't it also fascinating to see how open they are about they will have discussions now in certain circles and left New York Times, CNN, you know, Dr. Wen can go on CNN or Dr. Osterholm can go on CNN or, you know, there are people who are allowed to say things that you and I and this audience, let's be honest, they've known the whole time, too. We've known has been true, but they they cannot allow for their hands to be off the levers of power because they recognize the moment that they're no longer in this position to enforce the pseudo consensus of the science is settled. Remember, you don't hear that so much anymore, Clay, do you? Right. Remember when the science was settled all the time because Fauci himself has had to evolve on the settled science about every two months for the last 18 months. About every two to three months, there's some major, it turns out there's new data, and, you know, I'm, I am science, and I change with this. You know, we've seen all this happening, and at a certain point, people realize this is just crazy now. I mean, this has become, they hate the term mass formation psychosis, so I like to use it, of course, right? Yes. When it, when it agitates, this is Sun Tzu, you know, if it agitates your enemy, keep doing it. They keep, they always say that's not a real thing. No, it is a real thing, because at this point, how else can you explain, and I see this in New York, Clay, and I'm sure it's happening in L.A. too with Gavin Newsom, adults unmasked, walking hand in hand, with, you know, children, some cases, children who are old enough to be vaxxed, but, you know, some cases not. But with children who are masked up, how could anyone explain that as something other than this is now a fashion for liberals? It's fashionable to mask up your kid and not yourself because you want well, to read normally. Yeah. And and what's interesting about all this is, Buck, as you well know, uh, you couldn't say where the virus came from. It had to be zoonotic. Couldn't argue that it had come out of a lab, even though the data now reflects that it's most likely to have come out of a lab. Couldn't say masks didn't work. Couldn't say the virus didn't keep you from getting and spreading COVID. By the way, uh, our uh, left-wing loon to the north, Justin Trudeau, also now has COVID in the middle of this truck, uh, trucker uh, uh, rally and fight and battle for freedom, which we're going to give a lot of attention to during the course of this show. 
all of these things that were settled science, Mr. Dr. Fauci, I am the science. I mean, think about it. I mean, we aren't still allowed to even interview Senator Rand Paul, who is a doctor, and have him analyze the current COVID situation because it challenges conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom has been wrong about virtually everything since COVID started. Maybe what we've needed is more challenging of conventional wisdom, more analysis of actual data, and less experts trying to tell us exactly what to do before they flip the advice that they gave us completely on its head and then, Buck, try and claim that they've never actually changed anything. That's that. That's the wild thing. They've moved the goalpost and tried to tell you that nothing has happened, nothing has changed. I want to bring us back, Clay, in a second to talk more about the Trudeau phenomenon that's going on in Canada. We've got the Freedom Truckers doing yes. great stuff up there, and it's fascinating to see how quickly the left turns on workers, turns on the working man very quickly all of a sudden. The left isn't so pro People that are just trying to, you know, earn a living and doing the hard work of keeping the country going up in Canada and, and this country, obviously, too. We'll talk about it in a second. One sure uh, way to save money every month is relying on Pure Talk as your cell phone provider. They provide the exact same level of cell phone coverage on the same 5G network as one of the big three companies in this space, but at about 50% of the price you're paying right now every month. And speaking of paying that larger bill, do you have any idea where your dollars are going with one of those bigger companies you're likely using? Your money supports the candidates and issues that they donate to. So those big companies you're probably paying your cell phone service to now, guess what? They're supporting leftist politicians who hate everything you stand for. So Pure Talk gives you peace of mind. Clay, how are people get hooked up and why should they get hooked up? They should get hooked up because Pure Talk stands for everything that you believe, unlike a lot of the other big companies you could support. It's easy to sign up, too. From your cell phone right right now, dial pound 250 Say Pure Talk, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's dial pound 250. Say Pure Talk, pound 250. Do it today. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been the podcast would have taken a a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, Freedom Convoy. Up in Canada, making a lot of ground, uh, taking more and more people along as it goes. You got big rigs, pretty incredible footage of this. Big rigs, looks like hundreds of them, perhaps even more. And it's it's amazing to see people standing up against what is really, in many ways, a, a more extreme approach even in Canada than you have here in the U.S. And Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who, as you know, is a man firmly of the left, uh, a man who has just recently announced that he has tested positive for COVID. Reports are that he is still testing negative for testosterone, but he is <laughs> up there in Canada. He is he is kind of the prototypical. He's the ultimate man of the left in so many ways, and and he's saying it's a fringe minority. Well, you're also seeing Clay some reporting meant to immediately undermine. I mean, I read some of the BBC coverage and the CBC coverage, you know, these uh, British and Canadian broadcasting companies that are, you know, state-sponsored, uh, who are saying, okay, so far the Canadian truckers, and so everyone understands they're protesting initially the cross-border mandate for vaccination, um, but they're also now protesting mandates for vaccines nationwide, and they're driving to Ottawa They've been entirely peaceful. They have not caused any problems. They're already, Clay, starting to say, though, oh, it could, the members of the right, there's chatter online. They immediately undermine what has been an entirely peaceful pro-freedom movement of truckers. And we love our truckers. Clay and I talk about it. If you, if you do radio, truckers are like your wingmen and wingwomen. Like, they're with you all the time, and they're listening for hours at a time. And this has been the case for me for a decade. Same with Clay. But, Clay, can I just play it for you? This is the Canadian Broadcasting Company. All right, the CBC, which I, I believe gets state funds, kind of like our own PBS. And they actually are willing to say that the Freedom Convoy, you know, maybe the Russians are behind this one, Clay. Play clip three. Given Canada's support of Ukraine in this current crisis with Russia, I don't know if it's far-fetched to ask, but, but there is concern that Russian actors could be continuing to fuel things as this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from the outset. This is yes. the ultimate smear. Isn't it amazing? Anything you don't like, Canada, U.S., if you're a leftist, say it's Russia. What about the omnipresent belief in Russian superiority? 
that they could make this happen. They made the election of 2016 happen by spending $100,000 or whatever the heck it was on Facebook. And now they have got tens of thousands of Canadian truckers to decide that they want to protest vaccine requirements. Why would Russia even benefit from this? Why, why would Russia be focused on what Canadian vaccine mandates are or are not? Look, it's crazy, Buck. I, I just found this out. You know, we were talking about this off air. Uh, we've got an advertiser down in Columbia, not a drug dealer, an advertiser. And I was going to go down there and visit with them. And I can't get into Columbia because I'm unvaccinated. And I was looking the other day because my wife lives in Michigan. And in the summer, the hope is that you can get on a boat. Her dad literally lives across the river from Canada. You can stand on his uh, on his dock and look across the river at Canada. Used to be common that you could get on a boat, you could go over to Canada, and you could you know call in, touch base. You, st- you can't do that now. For two years, you haven't been able to cross the river into Canada because of COVID. And I'm unvaccinated. I'm not even able to go to Canada. Used to be, you'd be out for a night in Detroit. You might decide, hey, you know what? I'd like to go gamble. I'd like to stay up a little bit later before they had all the casinos in Detroit. You drive across the Ambassador Bridge. All you needed was your driver's license. You were good to go. Could be a fun uh, fun night out. The drinking age, I think, is 19 in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. There's lots of people in Michigan and along the border in New York that have made those trips over. You can't even get across the border now, Buck. It, it, it is. Did you see also, what happened with the soccer match? One of our players who has got one vaccine shot and then got COVID and is eligible to play in France was not able to cross the border to go play in the U.S. and Canada World Cup qualifying match. And I, I didn't even yeah. know what the rules were in Canada until I saw that. One of the reasons that the trucker convoy is getting so much uh, support uh, across not just Canada, but here in the U.S. too is because people realize that these mandates, particularly the cross-border mandate with the U.S. and Canada, is hurting us economically. Is hurting people. Not the not the Zoom from home class ordering you know ordering food with Uber and Netflix and everything else. Oh, the of people course. who can't just sit there on the couch and zoom in. People that are having to keep the economy going, literally moving. In the case of, of the truckers, it's hurting them. It's hurting the price of goods and services. It's hurting supply chain issues. And for what? For what? I mean, at what stage are they finally going to stop these completely unnecessary, self-inflicted economic wounds? It's just it's fascinating. Justin Trudeau moved to a secure location. I think now they're saying because of quarantine, but, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, I think he's trying to avoid the reality of this political movement on his doorstep. Mondays can be tough, even tougher if you woke up today with some agonizing pain that's holding you back. But there's a solution for that, and it's easy to access. It comes from our sponsor, Relief Factor. Created by doctors and perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that was made for you. Our friends at Relief Factor have developed a three-week quick start pack. You take Relief Factor three times a day at breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three weeks, and you'll know if it works for you or not. Hundreds of thousands of people have tried it. About 70% of them have gone on to order more. That tells you your odds of finding real success here are about 7 in 10. You gotta try it. Join the more than half a million people. Order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call this phone number, 800, the number 4, relief. The 1995 three-week quick start developed for you is available right now. Call 800, the number 4, relief, or go to relieffactor.com. 
Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We've called it the Bidus Touch, Buck. Everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap, whether it is the border, whether it is everything surrounding COVID, whether it is the inflation rate in the economy, whether it is Afghanistan, maybe whether it's Ukraine, basically everything that Biden could do that he's involved with, he makes worse. And this is interesting. He's finally got his Supreme Court uh, opportunity to make an appointment to replace Justice Stephen Breyer. And I saw this stat from ABC News over the weekend. 76% buck of the American public disagrees with Joe Biden choosing to name a black woman to the Supreme Court based on her race and sex in advance before we even know who that woman is. Now, that doesn't mean that they're opposed to the idea of a black woman on the Supreme Court. Just that, Buck, I would say in general, there are probably a 100 people that are qualified to be Supreme Court justices based on their educational background, based on their uh, their their uh, jurisprudence, based on the, the jobs that they have held. Let's say there are 100 people, and then the audience may be broader than 100, but let's say there's 100. Roughly 50 of those are Republican potential nominees. 50 of those are Democratic potential nominees. So if Joe Biden did what Donald Trump did, which was put out a list of potential nominees that he was going to consider, I love that idea. I think it's one of the best things that Trump did uh, because it let people know, hey, these are the guys and girls that are going to be in the running to become a Supreme Court justice if an opening occurs, which obviously was occurring in uh, because of Scalia in that election, right? If this occurs, these are the people I'm going to consider. If Joe Biden, Buck, had come out with a similar list, let's say he narrowed it down to 20, and he had black, white, Asian, Hispanic people on that list, and he ended up selecting a black woman, I don't think anybody would have uh, said that it was an issue at all. But when you say specifically, I am going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court, 76% of Americans disagree with that. And remember, even in 2020, California voters shot down the idea of using race as it pertains to college admissions. So in a 50-50 country, Buck, to get 76% of people disagreeing with Biden's pre-existing quota that he's going to put a black woman on, that he's only going to consider black women, that he's not going to consider 94% of the overall population, this is the Biden's touch one more time, Buck, He's even blown it on his Supreme Court pick based on the criteria that he put in place. In doing what Biden has done here, and you analyzed this well last week, we're discussing this, he actually upsets everybody except people in this country who explicitly want a racial entitlement state, which, as I've said, is, I believe, an Alito line from a, a pretty recent Supreme Court decision on the issue of affirmative action. Effectively, yeah, we're going to make determinations as a country, as, as a society about who gets what based upon skin color I mean, based upon your actual skin color because of historical wrongs or because of disparate impact or any number of uh, theories that the left uses to justify what is really the clearest example that you can think of right now of the violation of equal protection under the law. I mean, the, it, there is no such thing as equal protection under the law if some people get some things because they are a certain skin color or a you know a certain ethnicity, religion, whatever the case may be. The left has gotten away with this for a long time 
by playing this game. Remember, no quotas. Can't have quotas. What they do is they say we have a holistic practice here. The holistic practice they use for college admissions at a place like Harvard, which is going to be at the forefront now because of the Supreme Court case that has been brought. Because Harvard is... Remember, it's not just that Harvard explicitly... Um, explicitly penalizes Asian American and, and Asian, because obviously people from all over the world will apply, but Asian American applicants, the way they penalize them, Clay, was, it was, there was a lot, and this is in the court documents. This is, this is a matter of record. Somehow a lot of Asian applicants, uh, the Harvard admissions committee says, well, lacks personality or yeah. lacks leadership. Then they come up with these kind of amorphous subjective criteria to knock them down and not take them, which it's so blatant and so obvious what they're doing. So to your point about the Biden's touch and what Biden did here is he made explicit what usually the left allows some gray area and wiggle room with where when you say I will only hire a person who fits in this category, not only are you violating equal protection and not only are you clearly engaged in Let's just say it. Discrimination, folks. That is discri- if I if I own a house and I say I will only rent my house to uh, to people who are from, you know, uh, from the South Pacific, that's discriminatory. You can't do that. But with Biden, he's also upset the a, a large portion, I think, of Democrat voters who realize this makes it seem like you would not have whoever this black Supreme Court justice, a female Supreme Court justice will be. Were it not for this pre-existing promise, which undermines them on the bench in a way that upsets the left, too. So that's why I think he's kind of made everybody who's paying attention agitated by this. But it's interesting because at the time, politically, when he needed to win South Carolina, this was considered an astute move. Yeah, and I think that's significant, by the way, Buck. Not only has he uh, undermined his own candidate. This woman, it's going to be the crowning moment of her career. You get a, a nominated to the Supreme Court. It is the absolute apex of any lawyer who has aspired to this role of their career. And many people are going to react to this by saying the only reason she's getting this is because he limited his criteria to 6% of the population to black women. And this honestly may call into question Alan Dershowitz, uh, who is a pretty uh, pretty skilled constitutional lawyer, said this might be unconstitutional itself. Listen to this cut. I think it may be unconstitutional. If he had said he was going to appoint the first Muslim to the court, that would be unconstitutional because the Constitution, Article 6, specifically provides that no religious test shall ever be required. I think the 14th and 19th Amendments also extend that to no racial or gender tests. Nobody should ever be excluded because they don't fit a racial or gender criteria. To announce in advance, no whites, no males need apply, brings us back to the days when the Supreme Court was an exclusively white male institution. Can I just say, Clay, last week when I said you couldn't do this if you were hiring a CFO for your huge company, you couldn't say no white male. By the way, no white, no anybody except for black females allowed yeah. in this role. People would recognize that as problematic. It, it just wouldn't sit right, never mind even just the immediate legal implications. They'd say, hold on a second. That's not, we don't, you can't really do that, right? Same, clearly with housing, the same thing. And, and now when you sit here, you say, shouldn't this be an even higher standard? Of of that, you know, application of principles, the, the notion that you would say this for a Supreme Court seat, it's actually outrageous when you when you sit there and think more through it. 
Just think about what the reaction buck would have been when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died if Donald Trump had come out and said, I'm only considering white women to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The left would have lost its mind. I mean, they would have lost their mind if Trump said that. So Biden says, I'm only considering a black woman, and it's as if the same standard should not apply. This is why I talk about principle over uh, over politics here. The same logic should apply. Flip it, Trump replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg with Amy Coney Barrett and saying before he even announced her, it's got to be a white woman. That's the only person that I'm considering That would have been an outrageous act, and Trump would have been dragged over the coals for it. Biden does it, and people pretend on the left that it didn't even happen. Coffee you all should try right now. Maybe you're starting to drag a little bit, getting up on 1 o'clock on the East Coast, about to be there. Still early on the West Coast. Maybe you just need a little bit more punch. I'm telling you about my friends at Black Rifle Coffee. They will help get you through what might otherwise be a challenging day. Whether you get dark roasted or medium roasted coffee beans, Black Rifle makes a premium coffee you're going to like drinking every morning. Plus, they are awesome because they are taking care of military members all over this country. High-quality coffee beans come in from Colombia and Brazil, roasted five days a week, either in Utah or in Tennessee, and then it comes straight to your home. Buck, I'm about to have one myself. I love the Mocha Cold Brew right out of a can. Can pop the top. Don't even have to worry about it. You've got your own favorite flavor, and I bet you're going to be using some down in Miami. Might be some late nights. I'm just saying. Good time down there. It's a good time to get fired up in your morning with Black Rifle, that's for sure. I I drink the K-Cups because it's so convenient and easy. I have them delivered right to my door, and I've been drinking Black Rifle every day for five years now, folks. This is my coffee of choice. Clay loves the Mocha Cold Brews. Absolutely delicious. Get hooked up today. Purchase some right now. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com and use code CLAYANDBUCK at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Again, that's BlackRifleCoffee.com. Pick all the different blends you want, roasts. You're going to have it packaged and shipped right to your door. It's so convenient. Make sure you use that promo code Clay and Buck at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. The party that believes in science somehow doesn't understand science, certainly doesn't understand basic biology. And the latest example of this, although there are many that we could point to, uh, including I've seen, Clay, there's some updates on the transgender swimmer at UPenn that we can get to later on in the show. Turns out, turns out there are even more problems than just how fast the times are for this biological male uh, swimming against women. So that's something we can update you with. But for right now on this one, and and this is one of those stories where I, I tell you this because Clay and I both live in the news cycle matrix. You know, we're we're like characters, Morpheus and Neo. We're just living in this world of news all day long. Occasionally you see a story, you think, oh, this is some of the great work they do at the fantastic Sacramento Bee, for example. Right? This must not be a real thing. Oh, no, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. A pregnant man emoji. Uh, thanks to uh, Apple now. The Apple Emoji Factory has turned out a pregnant man emoji. Now, th- this is fascinating on many levels. Uh, the first one I just would have to point out to you is that there is an almost exact correlation, Clay, between people who will tell you that the science is settled, will double mask outside, will announce their pronouns and believe that men can get pregnant. Like this is these all line up and the problem is men cannot get pregnant but on social media as you know you can actually be suspended for that basic biological fact. It is uh, it is really funny uh, and also crazy. And this is why I say that our audience is skyrocketing in many ways because there's just a desperate demand for sanity in an insane world biology's real i i feel like for all the people out there saying follow the science and trust the science there are men and there are women all right there has never been a man in the history of the world 
that has given birth. It's never happened. Men are 0 for 7 billion or whatever we are, Buck, in terms of being able to give birth. That is, there's never been a man who's been able to give birth. And so it's interesting. I was at an event in Dallas and I watched Jordan Peterson talk. He was fantastic. Uh, Ted Cruz had an event. I was down there. I was the speaker on Friday night. Saturday, Jordan Peterson talked. And one of the things that he talked about, Buck, was the degree to which to live in modern society, you have to be willing to accept fundamental lies and not challenge them. And the idea that a man could give birth is a fundamental lie. And what I keep coming back to, so people can say, oh, it's just an emoji, it doesn't matter. No, 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 because the precedent it is setting is the idea that this could happen, right? And so when I look at all of the things that are happening and you just try to apply logical principles to our society, Buck, the same people who are saying you can choose your gender and you're a hero for doing so will tell you that if you choose your race, you are a horrible racist. Look at what happened to Rachel Dolezal in, uh, up in Washington State. Remember, she was the white woman who was the head of the NAACP. She was destroyed. Yet, I think for almost every single person out there, if you told me, hey, Clay, you, instead of being a guy, have to flip to being a girl, or you can be Asian, Hispanic, or black instead of white, which would be more substantial, I don't think there's hardly anybody out there listening to us who would say gender is the less substantial aspect there. And race is actually much more of a construct with variation biologically speaking of course just think of all that people have different ethnicities different backgrounds there are people who are considered even when someone says that they are biracial for example that's not there's always more in one's background there's more things you know more uh, races coming together which you know this is a great thing this is the human species this is what we do but it's fascinating that we we create these characteristics or 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 these binaries of you you know you're white you're black you're asian you're hispanic these are, are categories that are far more complicated, actually, in the biological reality. You know, what are, you know, if you have a white father and an Asian mother, if you have a black father and, 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 a, and a white mother, I mean, you know, there's not this clarity as there is with gender, yeah, which is right. actually a clear binary reality. And for people who wonder the, what about individuals who are intersex, which per, they used to, there's a different term that used to be used for it. Well, that is a biological reality that affects about one in a hundred thousand people. And that is not what the transgender, that, that's not what, those, by the way, you still can't get, well, it depends on, you know, what the plumbing is specifically, but generally speaking, men still cannot get pregnant. Uh, you still do not have, so that, that is a biological reality that they are rejecting. Meanwhile, race, which is a much more of a social construct, that's kind of what I was getting at before, as you say, you absolutely, you, you have to fit into a category that the left accepts or else, and you certainly cannot claim, I mean, you know, can you claim multiple categories? And at what level? Look what Elizabeth Warren tried to do, right? Oh, and you yeah. see how this gets very messy. Well, think about there's a lot of people out there who are doing, let's say, 23andMe. When you do the DNA analysis and find out where your ancestors are from, there are people who find out that they're actually a different race than they might have thought, right? Based on where their DNA originates from. And yet you have a situation where no one ever finds out, oh, I thought I was a guy. It turns out I'm a girl, right? Like 
to your point on race, you can be wrong about what your racial background is based on the DNA analysis of where your DNA is originated from. Nobody out there does the the, the 23 and me and it comes back and they're like, oh, you know what? Turns out I'm a girl and I thought I was a dude. Right. I mean, the idea that you could choose your gender, which is far more significant from a biological perspective than your race is. And that's heroic. But if you choose your race, you are a horrible human being who deserves to be uh, denigrated across all of society. Notice how what we're doing here is trying to ask the questions and get to the truth. Turns out that for a lot of the Democrat apparatus, that is a big no-no. And it's a big no-no for Joe Rogan right now because he has people on his show, his podcast, that have points of view that are contrary to the consensus. And so now they want to kick him off and they're gaining steam against one of the biggest shows, one of the biggest names these days in alternative media, period. We're going to talk about why the left wants to censor and shut down and how they're no longer the rebels. Coming up here in a moment, Joe Rogan is uh, on the hot seat and we are coming to Joe's defense, whether he knows it or not. That's coming up. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 